love that you guys had a great time this weekend. Celebrate in those moments because it's going to change your heart and you're going to watch it change your children when you do it too. Thank you for joining us for the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. This podcast is for blended families, the people who love them, and anyone who just wants to improve their marriage and family relationships. BKF exists to break the cycle of divorce, equip marriages, and unite blended families with the truth of God's Word. It is our hope that today you will receive biblical guidance and practical resources that will bring unity and peace to create your thriving, healthy home. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome to the BKF Podcast. We are so pumped that you are here with us again. Uh, If you haven't already, please take an opportunity, like, share, comment, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you uh, about our podcast. If you're listening on Audible, just know that the full video format of this podcast is on our YouTube channel, uh, and you can go be awesome, subscribe, and get notified every single Monday when we drop a new podcast. Today uh, is part four of a a five-part series that we've been doing, so if you missed the first three, uh, please head back, watch those really quick, and then you can catch up to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a five-part series on the, this is the process of blending your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've talked about a lot of different things. Uh, it's all based upon our book that's coming out in uh, September called Blended and Redeemed uh, through Exo Publishing, forwarded by our friend, Pastor Jimmy Evans. It's going to be a tremendous resource. It drops September 13th. Whoop, whoop. But but if you're super cool, which I know you are, you can go and pre-order the book right now on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, the link is in our link tree, so you can go and check that out. Today, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about one of the more prevalent, sensitive, but yet not talked about a lot topics. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about child manipulation and parent alienation. And I say that, and yeah. a lot of people are like, Huh? Like, what? what is that? Well, and we've talked about this before. So um, many of you, if you've been following us for a while, a while our, our dear friend, uh, Dr. Les Carter, mm-hmm. he has, um, we have two episodes with him and he specializes in um, something called narcissism. Mm-hmm. But we also did some episodes with him where we discussed this very topic. And mm-hmm. then um, we also have another episode where just you and I dove into it briefly. Well, it's enough to talk about it a lot because yes. it, it happens more than we want to admit, there's not as much information and light brought to this topic. Yeah. And we want to talk about it because, first of all, we understand kind of the underbelly of what divorce causes and the pain and the shame and all of these negative feelings that are kind of brought on by divorce. And what this series is talking about is how we reflectively look at our children and how we're impacting them. Yeah. So when it comes to these topics, we just want to make sure first that we bring them to light. So if you're practicing them, you can understand its harmful effects. Yeah. And then maybe on the flip side of if, if you're maybe a respondent to that, how to react and then maybe how to go about eliminating it altogether. Yeah. And, you know, you guys, and we talk about this in the book, but divorce decrees do not prepare parents um, to co-parent and to learn how to emotionally work together. Um, divorce, it's such a painful process, and there are so many different emotions that stem from that. It can be blame, guilt, shame, all of those things. And we talked about that in a previous episode recently. But um, one of the things that the divorce decrees don't do is they don't prepare us how to emotionally work together after something so painful f- like that. And from 
all of that pain and those emotions um, can stem resentment. It can stem anger. And those things in turn can um, open up doors of opportunity for us to do and say things that we may not realize we're doing. Mm. Um, They may uh, cause us to act or say something uh, that we never would uh, think that we would say or do. Mm. Um, And so, you know, when it comes to parent alienation and child manipulation, um, you know, this is something that we want to talk about first that kind of can lead into those things. Well, and and Vanessa, you you mentioned something and I want to give you the, 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 the oversight of this. The divorce causes so much pain of emotions, Mm -hmm. and naturally our humanism says we need to block, we need to prevent, we need to build walls, we need to sometimes create inner vows. I mean, these are the things that that happen because of that divorce. Mm -hmm. The unique thing about blended families is the thing that we're most emotional about is still connected and will always be connected to our ex-spouse, which is our children. So the thing that we care so much about and emotionally vested 100% in, we still share. Mm -hmm. We still have a relationship that has to be fostered and maintained. Um, But in the same breath, we're trying to overcome our own emotions by by what we say or do to our children that could lead to manipulation or alienation. Yeah. And one of the things that we talked about in the book, and it's so good, it's parents who can't identify and eliminate child manipulation and parent alienation tactics will always struggle with the co-parenting dynamic and unknowingly bring incredible harm to their own children. And so you guys, this is why we are, we consistently talk about checking the character of your heart and getting into the presence of God and doing that self check all of the time. Because again, if we are still, um, if there is bondage or strongholds or inner vows, if there are things within us that have us bound to, again, that anger, that resentment, you know, feelings like that, the enemy will use that to just wreck havoc in our lives and in our children's lives. So it's so important that we, um, Mm. that we can identify that. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about what these things are. Yeah. So manipulation is a control tactic. When we talk about child manipulation, we're referring to the ways a parent tries to control a child's thoughts or feelings. Alienation is the attempt to isolate someone from another person or group. Mm -hmm. So parent alienation, however, is generally a negative and selfish goal. Yeah. So we're doing things so that we can push people away and keep that for ourselves. So we talk about the triangle. Mm -hmm. So I I want, Vanessa, I want you to kind of give a a depictive picture of what this may look like. Yeah. So in the book, we call it the tragic triangle. Um, but really it's what becomes, it's called, um, a child focused triangle. And we deal this, we deal with this a lot, um, especially doing, uh, therapy with, you know, marriage and family specifically, mm-hmm. but oftentimes, um, you can, what can happen in a family is there, it's what's called a child focused triangle. And when one person is experiencing a lot of anxiety or turmoil or things like that, and there's another person involved, so two parents, oftentimes they will bring in a third person, which end up, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately ends up being the child mm-hmm. to kind of be that buffer and that blocker. And um, uh, it's it, the goal in this process is when it comes to um, parent alienation and child manipulation is it's total isolation mm-hmm. and it's alienation of the target parent. And you're really great at explaining this, Scott. So I want you to go into that um, to completely demolish his or her parent um, child relationship with the child that you share. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this gets a little dark. So let me just kind of 
create this, when you're thinking about it in terms of, so you're, we're talking about alienation, parent alienation. Think of it as warfare. You're attempting through your words or action to take the target child and what you want to do is dramatically affect the target parent and destroy their relationship. Yeah. So you're using tactics, language, actions, lack of actions. Tones. Tones. Eye rolls. Body language. Body language. All of these things are done and they're really about attacking the isolated parent to destroy that relationship. And I use, these are strong words. Yeah. Destroy is a strong word. Attack is a strong word. But I will tell you, in emotional language, they don't sound that way, Mm -hmm. but they are that vindictive Mm -hmm. and they are that powerful because you're really pointing at things. And a lot of times in the time that the child is the most emotionally sensitive. Yeah. Because in that moment, you feel the most vulnerable. And we're going to talk about maybe why you do these things. Yeah. And it could be pure anger. It could be some other opportunities there. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, in the alienation, if you think about the word, like, I want to alienate you Mm -hmm. from our life. Yeah. I see the life of me and the child, and I don't want you in it. Yeah. That's alienation. Well, and I think a lot of that stems from, and you kind of touched on this, but a lot of that stems from the pain or the hurt that we went through in the divorce. And Mm. so our need for control and to control our child or control that other parent and that child's relationship and where the parent alienation comes into, our need for control is our lack of trust in God. Mm. And so it's so important that, again, when we talk about the heart check, um, that we're consistently doing that because like you said, Scott, we can do this. You guys, we can, we can be doing parent alienation and not even realize it or know it because we are deceived or because our eyes are covered. Like, you know, the scales are on and, Mm. and when you're so emotionally into it, sometimes you can't see it. And so, you know, we also talk about, um, counseling, biblical counseling and having godly counsel. That's why it's so important to have strong people that you trust in community that can call you out and say, Hey, what you're doing, Hmm. like we're seeing some things here that aren't right, or that's wrong. Or, Hey, like we see that you're struggling with this. Let's let me help you with this. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about this a thousand times. We know we have a good God, we also know that we have an enemy that works against us. Mm-hmm. And that's as real as real gets. And he wants to destroy your family. He wants to control the next generation. He wants to keep you in bondage forever. That, that, is, that is the goal. That is Satan's goal. So we know that divorce causes these extremely painful emotions. Yeah. And at that point, the enemy is in control. And we, then he says, let me get to the next generation. Let me destroy the next family. So again, and I love you talk about heart check a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's so important because, again, as we do these things, and we're going to talk about kind of some examples of that here in a second, yeah. and you'll be like, okay, do I do this or do I not? But what I want you to know beforehand is maybe why mm-hmm. is 
what is in control of that? And it's our, it's not God. It's not uh, a healthy place. It is purely out of protection or revenge or an enemy driven emotion that it's says, pride. and pride, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That says, I've got to have this because I don't trust God enough to deal with this. Yeah. Well, and you guys, we doubt that any loving parent um, wants to create a destructive system intentionally. Again, this is deception. And it's when we are so driven by our emotions that we can't even see what is truth anymore. That's when the enemy will use um, those feelings like that we were talking about, the harbored feelings, the resentment, the anger um, to then provoke words or provoke actions within you that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Well, it's fear. And we talk about fear. And when you look at divorce and fear, it's, you know, you're, you're fearful of what you're going to lose. You're fearful of what you have to do so that you don't lose any more. Yeah. You're fearful, you know, and I think in, in co-parenting relationships, you're fearful that your child won't uh, choose you or won't accept you or what, what, whatever that fear is. It, yeah. it doesn't come from God. It comes from the enemy, but it doesn't make it any less real. Yeah. And I know parents feel that way because, you know, parenting at different places could be different mm-hmm. and there's just a lot of fear that exists there so much that you're tempted in your words and your actions uh, to look at this. I, I want to kind of break off to some maybe some examples of what Well, first, I mean, like. I, I just want to go to Scripture, because it yeah. tells us in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God gave us not of spirit of fear, mm. but of power of love and a sound mind. And so understanding that fear is what hinders us from the blessings of God. Fear um, is what will keep you in bondage to the things of your past. Um, mm. It's, it's you know, it's the rejection, it's the regret, it's the shame, all of those things. He wants to keep you there so that you will continue to operate out of a place of, um, of pain and operate out of a place of fear. Mm. And again, that's what will end up affecting our children and ourselves. Yeah. And again, I, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, either this is us, mm-hmm. this is me. Or this is happening to me. This is my spouse. Yeah. Know, I believe my children are being affected by this. You know, first of all, you know, we hear you and and we know this is real. Um, we know this is pretty painful stuff to deal with. Yeah. Um, so I would just encourage you, stay with this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, for a few more minutes, let's talk into this for a while. Yeah. Um, but also, again, I think it's very important, like you said, do a heart check, you know, pray, look at your behaviors, um, and maybe start seeing some light out of this. Yeah. Um, you know, I think one thing to realize, you guys, is that, you know, the child still loves both parents. In mm. most cases, the child um, wants a relationship with both parents. They love both of their parents. Um, meaning that they still love each of you as individuals um, who they love two individuals who may have brought them some pain and some heartache. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So this can often lead to what if thoughts. Mm -hmm. So what if my ex hurts my child hurts my child as they hurt me? Mm -hmm. Uh, What if they convince my child to leave me too? Mm -hmm. So these are often some things that the enemy can put into our mind um, as we are, you know, in the, you know, going through the co-parenting and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, back and forth and things like that. 
Yeah. And as a follower of Jesus, we're not held captive yeah. to our sin or our fear because we have adopted, we were adopted as sons and daughters into his family, one big giant blended kingdom family. And that is absolutely integral as you start looking at combating the fear, yeah. as you start combating the what ifs mm-hmm. and these scenarios that you lay in bed at night and you think through and you think of these worst possible scenarios. Uh, I want to read Romans 8.15. It says, For you do not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Mm-hmm. Um, what, that, what that speaks to me is, again, God wants the family to be United and, mm-hmm. and and he wants us to even as co-parents mm-hmm. to be united as we raise our sons yeah. and daughters, and again the enemy will come to take that authority away from you. Mm-hmm. He will come in to absolutely rob you of the authority. He will put lies and thoughts into your mind that say, "I need to manipulate. I need to alienate because mm-hmm. that's how I'm protected and that's yeah. how my children are protected." Yeah, I think it's. Uh... I can't remember who, if it was Pastor Jimmy or if it was Pastor Todd White, but um, they say that fear is the prophet of hell and um, fear is not from God. And so in scripture, it reminds us that the thief comes only, only keyword only to still kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, which is John John 10, 10. And Mm -hmm. we talk about this verse all the time. Um, You guys, yes, there is a spiritual battle waging all around us and we must be aware we must be aware of the enemy um, and must be aware of the schemes that he um, that he's trying to place and attack our minds and attack our hearts and attack our families. That's his number one priority. It's to still kill and destroy. Yeah. And once we know where this is coming from, again, we can kind of interpret that into our actions of how we're reacting in real time. Yeah. You know? Because again, it's great to know the root. It's great to know where things come from, why we do these things, where the enemy is coming to play and how he uh, could be winning. But what I want to do is kind of take it back to what do we do in real time? Yeah. Like when we're experiencing this, um, whether it be alienation or manipulation, kind of what does that look like? And I think a lot of times we see it not when we do it, but when it's done to us. Mm-hmm. And again, that's kind of the reverse action is we see it done to us and then maybe we're acknowledging the fact that we're doing it as well. But what do we do when we are experiencing that or when we see that brought yeah. from our child to us? Yeah, I think, you know, how we respond in moments like this speaks volumes to our children about not only how we think uh, of the other parent, but about what they should think of the other parent as well. So I mm-hmm. think it's so important that we um, have that self-awareness um, and be aware of our own self-biases of the other parent and not project mm-hmm. or you know, um, speak those things about them. Yeah. And again, let's, let's, let's talk about a practical situation here. Mm-hmm. So child comes home, walks through the door and, you know, it's like you say, hi, how are you? And, and then they say, oh, I had such a good time at, you know, dad's house this weekend. Yeah. What is your response? Because this is where that comes in. Yeah. Is your response, oh, that's nice. Well, let's go do this. Yeah. Or is it, oh, that's so awesome that you had a great time. I'm so excited for you. Tell me more about it. Yeah. Again, the light from the child is absolutely burning. I yeah. Mean, they are having, they want to have a loving relationship with both parents. Yep. But in that situation, when they walk back in the door and you completely doused their mm-hmm. fire with water, that in itself 
is uh, a manipulation tactic. Yeah. It is it is part of manipulating the concept that don't come home and tell me you had fun because that's not our house. Yeah. No, and it's good. Like, even if we don't mean to, our words and our actions um, and reactions, it's a driving force and it can be a wedge, not only between the child and the other parent, but between the child and us when we do that. Yeah. So we have to be very, very careful of what we say and how we react. And guys, celebrate in that moment. And I will tell you something, like as much as the the enemy wants to work against you in that, mo mm -hmm. that moment, like work against it and rejoice and celebrate in that child when they say, hey, you know, my dad got a raise or my dad got a new truck or whatever it may be. Be like, that is yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Like, great. Like, I love that you guys had a great time this weekend. Celebrate in those moments because it's going to change your heart and you're mm. going to watch it change your children when you do it too. Yeah. And I'm glad you talked about, you know, the stuff that isn't even words, you know, in the exact scenario, what if you don't ask at all? Yeah. What if you didn't say, Oh yeah. what if it was like, Hey, mm -hmm. welcome home mm -hmm. or Hey, go clean your room never even said a word yeah. about their experiences that, that they just had. Yeah. I mean, imagine the excitement of wanting to come home and tell mom or dad about something that they just experienced mm -hmm. and then getting a door closed right in your face yeah. of don't, and what that tells to the child is don't bring your joy into this house. Yeah. Don't bring that mm -hmm. because I don't want to experience that as well. Yeah. So what would you say, Scott, if a child comes home and what, what does this do to the child? Like what, um, if a child comes home from the other parent's house and maybe like they're saying something negative that the other parent was saying about the other parent, like oh, how yeah. would we, like, if you kind of flip it, flip it. Um, you know, I, I think that those are, you know, they're painful moments because, you know, nobody wants somebody to say something negative about them to their child. Yeah. So there's automatically, whether that's the other parent or somebody random, nobody wants to experience that because all of a sudden you're on the defensive. Sure. You're, you're now you've got to, uh, play defense against what that offense was. Yeah. My football analogy. I'm sorry. I just can't <laughs> help it. I mean, but you're, you're going to a point where you're like, okay, I've got to defend myself and mm -hmm. I've got, not only do I have to defend myself, but I have to crush this enemy because yeah. it's coming against me. Yeah. So you've become not only uh, an aggressor to your children, but you've become even more aggressor to whoever was doing that to you. Yeah. So in most cases, you're going to go to an, a point of like defending and then accusing. Yeah. You're like, that's not true. And even more so, this is true. Well, and that's the, the triangulation relationship, right? Yeah. So it's one or both parents who are always trying to convince the child that the other parent is bad yeah. or that what they're saying or doing is wrong. Yeah. So, you know, being aware of that. The one thing I want to point out too is I know we're talking a lot about this in terms of bio parents and, you know, really the, the behaviors and actions that hurt children. But I also want to point out this alienation and manipulation happens a lot with step parents as sure. well, because these are people who are inserted into this family, but maybe easy targets to be like, make sure that you don't yeah. love them or make sure they know mm -hmm. this. So what you're doing again is you're driving wedges between people who love the child yeah. uh, and your own fears or yeah. insecurities. No, that's a good point. I love that you said that. Yeah. And you know, we, we can have these, um, 
these what you call them like symptomatic responses to anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. And it can create deep roots, not only in our child's hearts and minds, um, but ultimately require years of therapy uh, to uproot and untangle. So you guys, child manipulation and parent alienation, it, it, it is something that can be so destructive to our children. And so um, that is why we, we, we want to talk about this and, and, and continue to break it down. But um, again, we, we've encountered so many couples mm. and even children uh, who are adults of blended families, myself, yeah. who have had to walk through therapy to... Um, Just untie to, the knots. To untie the knots, yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the hardest things for, for blended families to realize is the damage that you do today is not materialized sometime for 10 or 20 years later. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can sit back and you can have these conversations with your adult children. And, uh, and just to speak of this real quick, you, you may be listening to this and you have adult children, and it may be a great time to go back to them and say, you know what, I, I just listened to this podcast on this topic of manipulation yeah. and alienation. Did you ever feel that way when you were growing up? Yeah. And, and you might be surprised at what they say. Yeah. But what I want to get to the point of saying is because of this, and again, we look at these opportunities you know, as a ministry and we say we want to make divorce unthinkable. So we really focus on equipping blended families and equipping their marriage and equipping them to, to move forward in their, in their blended family so that marriages of the future are protected and yeah. they are done God's way. And these damage points... Mm-hmm. And how much this does, it will affect your adult children. Mm-hmm. It will affect their marriage. It will affect the children of their children. Yeah. So that's why we put so much importance in this. Absolutely. And you know, the next point that we're coming to is recovery from engaging in alienating behavior. And you know, again, this this is us having to do a thorough heart examination. And maybe that's seeing a biblical counselor. Maybe it's going to your godly counsel at your church pastoral mm-hmm. leadership and just asking for help, you know, asking God and the Holy Spirit, is this something that I've, I've been doing and I don't realize? Um, you know, stop pointing the finger at your ex and, and examine your own thoughts, behaviors, and feelings. It starts with us. It's so easy to point the blame and say, they do this, and they're the ones doing that, and that, and that, and that. But when we can be still and get quiet with the Lord and just say, God, you know, reveal to me in my heart, is there anything that I'm doing to participate in any of this? And, and see what he says. You might be surprised. There, there may be some conviction. There may not. Um, but then when you can take that and, and go to somebody that you trust and, and process that out with them or even just with God alone, you guys, that can change so many things in your relationships. Yeah. And if you've engaged in this or you've been, you know, the, uh, the receiving party of this, um, again, I love what you said about stop pointing fingers because at the end of the day, that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. You know, if you want to make real change, you, you start with your own behaviors and then you watch the waves slowly start to fade away. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like a, it's like a calming on a lake. You know, at a certain point, the wind dies and no matter which direction it's blowing from, it just stays glass and it's just calm. So start with yourself. Don't point fingers, you know, seek forgiveness. Yeah. You know, if you've been in this situation, the quickest way to extinguish a fire is to put forgiveness on top of it. I, I don't know how better to say that. It's just you, you go about it and you say, 
you confess what you did, you ask for forgiveness, and then you you look for a path forward. Mm-hmm. So if you've wronged your spouse or if you've been a part of these kind of behaviors or if, if you've gone through, whether that's the nonverbal, non-asking the questions mm-hmm. or the, you know, the slight eye roll or the, you know, or the maybe, maybe it's the more direct, like don't talk about your step, stepfather that way because he's not really your father, you yeah. know, or hey, your mom is X, Y, Z and we don't talk about her here. Maybe you've been that direct mm-hmm. or maybe you've been more indirect. Regardless of that, Acknowledge the fact that you love your children mm-hmm. more than the fear and pain is inside you. Yeah. Acknowledge that's that that's bigger than what Satan wants to put inside your heart. If you can acknowledge that, that's a path forward. Yeah. And I think asking God to also help you forgive your ex for any mm-hmm. any wrongdoings that they've done to you that is making you feel that way or that's yeah. you know causing those reactions and triggers and feelings. Yeah. And you don't have to start there. You don't stop there. Don't stop it for forgiveness. You know, actively inserting positive thoughts, actions. This is where we start going on the offensive. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about, you know, the de- defensive and we talk about understanding where the enemy is coming from and all those things. What I want to tell you is go, go that extra mile with forgiveness, but then start going on the offensive. Start scoring points, meaning have positive thoughts, speak positive actions and go overboard. I'm saying that kind of lightly, but I, I kind of mean it. You know, go overboard to the point of saying, hey, encourage your children that they need to have active relationships with all of their parents and step-parents. You know, pray for your ex-spouse in front of your children. Yeah. That's one of the things that, that I think was one of the most powerful things that we ever did is yeah. praying for, you know, them and praying for blessings on them. But that's the overboard stuff. Yeah. That is really the offensive side of getting around this. Well, it's it's it's... It's the worship in in the in the wilderness. You know, when you're in those those heat seasons, and you can still worship God and still thank Him for them and for you know everything that He's doing. Um, you know, I love that you said, "Don't stop at forgiveness and go the extra mile," because I think that right there is radical obedience. Mm-hmm. When God is telling you, like, "Hey, I want you to do the extra, and I want you to I want you to bless them, I want you to do this for them, I want you to give to them, whatever that may be." Um, you guys, that obedience is not only going to bless you, it's going to bless your children. Um, and just understand that, you know, there is not one person that you look at that God doesn't love. And that includes your ex-spouse because we are all made in the image of God. So every person, you, my children, you, your ex, your children, they all have a part of God that you are looking at. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we can get a, get a glimpse of that and get the, and understand the weight of that, you guys, it will change your outlook and perspective on everything. Because remember, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, the evil forces and powers. And so understand that it's not your ex is not the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's the enemy. Well, and if you want to change generations, you, you got to start one step at a time. And, and the reason we're so passionate about these topics and so passionate about, you know, specifically these things that affect children uh, in that relationship is we know that the generations are being reached very easily. Yeah. So uh, the last point we're going to make is prayer will change you and it will change your circumstances. Yeah. It, will, it will change everything about what you're experiencing in your co-parenting relationship. It will change everything about the way your children are experiencing your blended family. So... Um, this is a heavy topic. Yeah. And again, we dive into this in much more detail in the book, Blended yeah. and Redeemed. So we hope that you really dive into this topic, understand it, pray about it. I know that it affects 
more than not of blended families. Yeah. So yes. next week, next we're going to dive into our last series on um, the greatest challenge, which is going to be your attitude. Your attitude. Yes. And yes. that'll be fun. So guys, hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Be blessed in all that you do. Hey guys, so glad you were here with us today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Join us again next time as we hang out with more amazing podcast guests. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.